0: I will just say, because the fund's in your account, you do actually qualify for the Advantage Executive Premier Golds account. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll change over your details right now. I won't take them out. Computer says no. (laughs) Well, now new digital platforms can manage your portfolio and charge less than a human financial advisor. Automated financial advice. Where you plug in information about your current investments, future needs, answers to questions about how tolerant or risk averse you are, into computer software. It mulls this over with its algorithm and then gives you advice on a possible investment portfolio. A financial advisor or broker used to do this for you. Now there are digital platforms. My guest on Business Briefing is
1: Marco Navone. I'm a senior lecturer at the University of Technology in Sydney.
0: Marco has been watching the increased use of these types of platforms But if automated financial advice has been around for a while, why is it gaining traction now?
1: The difference is that now, on the one side, uh, electronic platforms, both computers and mobile, are becoming better and better. So it's easier to provide a higher quality advice in an automated form. And the second thing is that there is a new generation of, uh, let's say, savers or investors that are coming to the market that are uh, digitally native. So they are ready and willing to accept financial advice uh, uh, from an algorithm or, or, you know, in an impersonal way. So that is making this type of services more and more appreciated in the market.
0: Is it commonly offered in Australia yet, this sort of automated financial advice?
1: What is new are operators that have been built from scratch to operate in this way. So that's the real innovation, I think, is that now, uh, especially in Australia, you start having five, six players that have been designed from the ground up to operate in this way. And that's why they have a competitive advantage. Usually, uh, when they advertise themselves, they try to sell the idea that they have better algorithms and they provide a better type of, of, of financial advice. My perception is that the biggest advantage that they have is that the online experience has been built from the ground up, so they are usually higher quality in that sense, in terms of you know uh, the online approach to the client. They are usually tech startups, so they've been created with that in mind. They are not patching all their system like sometimes established financial institutions do.
0: Are these tech startups in this space having some success? Well.
1: It's very difficult to find data on the Australian market because it's still very, very young. And also the Australian market has a bit the peculiarity that investment in financial products is heavily skewed in the uh, superannuation system. And that's a space where robot advisors are still not present. But if we look at the U.S., uh, yes, they are growing. They are still very small, but they are growing very fast. There are projections... That they would go in the next five years uh, to market share up to five percent of the market, and that's a pretty big, uh, uh, big increase. We are talking about two or three trillion of of U.S. dollars, so we are talking about big numbers. So they are getting success so much that some of the main players in the market are entering into this space. If you look at the U.S. market now, the biggest player in terms of size of the portfolio manage or size of clients. Are actually traditional financial players like Vanguard and Charles Schwab, so traditional players that are entering into this arena because they see that there is this huge growth.
0: And what do you think that they can owe this success to? Why is it becoming such a big thing in the states and and possibly in Australia?
1: A bit the spirit of the time is in all uh, this, you know, technological growth in the in the realm of artificial intelligence, etc. So, you know. People start saying, okay, if they can build a computer that can drive my car, probably they can build a computer that can invest my portfolio. So in that sense, the spirit of the time is becoming more and more in line with this type of investment philosophy. I think that more important is the fact that the uh, asset management industry was ready for disruption because you have a lot of financial products that and financial advisors that really don't add much in terms of value-added to the client. So these new players they can cut cost. They are very much focused into helping the client to buy cheap financial products like ETFs and index funds. So there was an industry that was ready for this type of disruption. Let's say uh, players that were not entrenched into the system that can come with fresh eyes and drive the client in a different direction. So I think that's the main driver of the success.
0: If the business model here, automating this financial advice, is is so simple, do you think there will be some problem in uh, making this model sustainable and, I guess, and and to grow in the long term, given that it's based on such a simple premise? Look,
1: that's a very interesting question and is one that I uh, ask to the players uh, in this area whenever I meet them, and I say, look, I looked at your algorithm and it's kind of simple. Okay, there is nothing. So far, I haven't seen nothing that is incredibly sophisticated. So how do you defend this space? Because basically, uh, if you consider the whole value chain, what happens is that the client goes on the website. And the client, and, and there are some standard techniques in finance that are used to design the optimal portfolio for the client. So there, there is nothing unique. And then uh, you help the client to buy an ETF that you don't manage. So you don't have a defensible advantage there. So where is the key defensible advantage and sometimes they admit that is marketing name recognition the quality of the online experience so it's still not clear how they will be able to defend the uh, competitive position now there is also to say that some players are starting to develop a more advanced algorithm and here is where I think that the robot visor name will come in play really because if you think about it when you apply, so far, there is no a real big application of artificial intelligence and machine learning in this area, but there could be. Mm-hmm. So uh, I spoke with uh, one player. Uh, I, I don't want to um, you know, refer to the name of the company because I was you know, told these things of the records, but basically they are starting thinking about how they can use machine learning to provide a better service to the client. Let me give you an example. They're, they have this online platform. Okay, so they can track what the client does on the website and on the online platform so they can see, for example, when the client logs in, uh, how much time the client spends online, which type of stocks or types of investment the client is looking at online, etc. So they can monitor the behavior of the client in real time. So imagine that something happens in the market. Probably they can learn which type of clients are more likely to panic in a situation and maybe make... Some wrong investment decision because we know that that's one of the key elements is that clients tend to make irrational decision when they panic. So imagine a a situation where you can monitor your client online, not differently of what Facebook does or Google does, and you can provide real time financial advice that is tailored to to that emotion of that client in that moment. So you can perceive because the client is checking the website every five minutes to see how the stocks are doing. You can, you know. Forecast that the client is going to make some irrational decision and maybe you can provide some additional piece of advice there You can provide a piece of news you can provide, you know, an email where you, you know, try to uh, provide some, you know uh, Additional information on the fact that the market will come down, etc. and the client should wait so you can do things uh, With a bit of innovation so far. I haven't seen much
0: The Australian Securities and Investment Commission, ASIC, has recently announced some guidelines in this sector. Is regulation keeping up with the innovation that's happening at the moment in this area?
1: What ASIC is trying to look at, uh, for example, is... I mean, there are two big problems. One is what constitutes advice, what type of interaction enters into the realm of of financial advice because, as I said, here you can have micro-interactions or sometimes that are very brief very 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 fast is that advice should i apply all the cautions that apply to financial advice to this morning this type of of interaction and then the big problem is the responsibility of the algorithm and here if you want i like to have the parallel with what's happening now with self-driving cars okay the big problem with self-driving cars is if there is an accident who is responsible hmm? And in a sense, here you also have an algorithm that is driving not a car but an investment decision. So, the idea is: how do you test the algorithm? How do you test the quality of the algorithm before you can take an algorithm and put it online and having that algorithm driving the investments of your clients? How do you test what what res- what degree of responsibility you have? Is there a standard testing technique, etc.? So that's the gra- that's the area that. Regulation has to explore now.
0: That's Marco Navone, a Senior Lecturer in Finance at the University of Technology, Sydney. Business Briefing's theme music is by Ben Sound. And I'm Jenny Henderson, Melbourne Business and Economy Editor. You can read more business analysis on the Conversations website, where you can also subscribe to more Business Briefing.